Hi, everyone. Welcome uh, to this edition of Roar Lions Radio. I'm your host, Bill DeFilippo. And despite the fact that I'm the one hosting, we are not talking about Penn State football, uh, nor are we talking about Penn State basketball tonight. We're talking about Penn State hockey. Nick was unable to join because, and I believe this is true, he is at a CBI game right now. But we still got uh, Roar Lions Roar's number one hockey boy, Doug Leeson here. Doug, what's going on, buddy? Uh, Not much. I miss Nick, but I'm looking forward to to trying this with you. Yeah, I mean, as I told Doug, I'm playing a character on this episode of the podcast called Guy Who Doesn't Know That Much About Penn State Hockey. Uh, I hope I'm able to play it to the best of my abilities, but if not, then, well, let's all say that we're not expecting that to happen. Uh, So, since the last time we did a hockey podcast, again, that one was Nick and Doug. It was towards the beginning of February, uh, heading into Penn State's game in Philadelphia against Princeton, a game that Penn State had lost, uh, and after Penn State had lost to Princeton 5-4. Since then, the Ninny Lions kind of a, uh, a slippery slope. The team dropped two to Minnesota, two more to Minnesota, split with Wisconsin, two to Michigan. few wins in there, but this is especially weird because Doug and Nick recorded that after Penn State had ascended to number one in the country, after their series with Ohio State, which didn't go probably as Guy Godowski wanted. So, Doug, uh, let's let's just start from the Ohio State point. From there on, Penn State is the number one team in the country. Since then, they've taken a slip. I believe they're 13th in pairwise right now. Uh, tied for 12th. Tied for yes. 12th in pairwise. S- start losing. Again, they get the hype of being the number one team in the country, and then all this happens. So what exactly happened? Uh, a lot of things kind of came together, but... Most notable, I think, is probably the the difference in the strength of schedule. And they played some some really like trash teams in the first half. I mean, Niagara. Um, who else was in there? Alaska, Anchorage, Arizona State. They're all yeah. I was going to say I can't imagine Arizona State having much of a hockey. Yeah, program, they so. they are what Penn State was supposed to be in that they just started existing and now they they suck. Um, <laughs> they're all like I, I assume in like the bottom ten of the pairwise, uh, and now. I mean, Penn State's second half schedule consists of Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, and it, at least two of them probably will make the NCAA tournament. So that's probably the big thing. <coughs> um, but then there's just a bunch of factors. It's a very young team. Uh, they're playing a long schedule. There's, there's all the pressure, like you said, of being the number one team. Um, they've had a, a big problem recently with turnovers, um, so they just haven't been playing well in addition to everything um but it's, it's a big number of things but my my official stance is the problem is the strength of schedule uh, i'm good that it's good that we got that formally on the record among all the other things uh and i yeah we have our little list of things we want to talk about here and i want to move one thing up a little bit and that is just your faith in the team's ability to make a postseason i mean again a month ago a month and a half ago Penn State seemed like it was the lock to end all locks to make the postseason. And then all of a sudden, like we said, 12th and pair-wise, I mean, they're kind of flirting with disaster if they don't go out on Thursday, uh, which is also going to be the day that most of you are probably listening to this, and beat Michigan in the Big Ten tournament in Detroit. So, like, where is your faith in this team's ability to make it? And is it just if you they beat Michigan, they're going to make it in? Yeah, that's 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 where I am, and that's I think what all the all the uh, percentages and predictions say. Um, 
I mean, it it really would be such a heartbreaking collapse to be ranked number one, like two thirds of the way through the season, and then miss the postseason tournament. But all they need to do is beat Michigan, and then they pretty much. I don't know if it's like ninety nine percent or a hundred percent, but they they'll go to the NCAA tournament, and I think. I don't know. I, I'm still optimistic that they can beat Michigan because the two games last weekend when Michigan swept us um, was just just on their goalies' abilities. And that, I think, was, was uncharacteristic because their goalies were, were bad all year. And then in the last home weekend, they they allowed like they allowed two goals on 100 shots, 100-something <laughs> shots. <laughs> or probably, probably like 90 shots. So, um, yeah. so I, I don't think their goalies can repeat that performance, and that's the only way Michigan would win this game. So I guess I am optimistic. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of a, uh, of a preview of that game and all that a little more in-depth in a second when we're going to have some special guests on the pod, as you can probably tell if you read the headline. Uh, but, I, I mean, looking back at the, last, the time Penn State played Michigan earlier this year, it was in Happy Valley, back-to-back on a Thursday and a Friday. Nittany Lions won the first game 6-1, second game 5-1. So, uh, again, my, my knowledge of hockey lacking, but it does seem like uh, ba- basically everything Doug said, which, again, he's our number one hockey boy, so I should trust him. Uh, going into kind of a bigger picture thing, one thing that you touched on, Doug, was that this is a younger team, um, and that 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 may have had a pretty sizable role in what happened uh, down the stretch. I mean, starting from that Ohio State series and going down. And I think the thing that we all expect in sports is that younger teams plateau a bit, but hitting that plateau is something that when they get to be better. And when they get to be, you know, one year, two year, three years down the road, that's something that really makes them better because then they know how to win, uh, you know, the close game against Ohio State that happened here, a 5-4 game against Princeton, one or two things happen and go the other way, or a 4-3 loss to Minnesota, just that sort of thing. Or they don't allow uh, seven goals to Wisconsin. So when you, uh, uh, like, do you think that going through these struggles is something that makes them better? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it is. It's all uh, a symptom of being a young team. <clears throat> I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I, mean, I know a few weeks ago, like 60 or 70% of the team's points were uh, by underclassmen, by like Smirnov and Sturz and uh, uh, a lot of the defensemen like Kerr and Pedri. So now, um, I don't know, I think uh, these losses are kind of something you'd see from, from younger teams, uh, especially the Princeton loss, uh, giving up like two two goals in the last minute or whatever it was that that big collapse I think is not really something that would happen to an older team uh, but another the good the good thing about that is Penn State's kind of right in that sweet spot where it has a lot of young talent but unlike a Michigan or Minnesota that also has young talent Penn State's players aren't making as much NHL noise so there's a lot of good youth and it's probably going to stick around so even though the second half of this season's been a little tough, and they they, they have plateaued a little bit. I think, uh, you know, there there are a million reasons for optimism anyway. So go through some of those reasons. Uh, Dennis Smirnov is really, 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 really good. Andrew Sturtz is also really good. Um, Vince Pedri and Kevin Kerr are really good on defense. Peyton Jones is a really good goalie. 
probably probably the best goalie Penn State has had, and he should stick around for at least two more years. Um, Guy Gadowski is a really good coach. Every aspect of the team is really, really, really good. Um, it's just a matter of getting a little more experience. That's 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 been the one flaw. But I mean, the offense is losing. I think David Goodwin, Dylan Richard, and then a couple players who who are scratched a little more often next year. So I mean, the goals, Penn State's goal scoring, Penn State's shots on goal numbers, those are always going to be ridiculously high, and. I mean, in college hockey, that's such a, a gritty game. I think that that's a big reason that Penn State's always going to have success for, for, the, for the foreseeable future. All right, so let's go from that kind of longer-term future to the short-term future. Uh, starting with this game against Michigan, if you were to say a best-case scenario for how the rest of Penn State's season pans out, what do you think it looks like? Uh, the best-case scenario, well... Technically, Penn State has a non-zero chance of, of winning every tournament that it plays in, but I think a, a good realistic scenario is it beats Michigan pretty comfortably because I still don't think they're good. It's like a 4-1 win or something. Um, they, they would need a little luck against Minnesota the next night because Minnesota's 4-0 against Penn State this season, um, but a, a close like 2-1 win against Minnesota, and then I think... What's interesting is I think the easiest game Penn State could have in the Big Ten tournament would be in the final if it played uh, Wisconsin or Ohio State because those are teams that Penn State has, has looked a little better against this season. Um, but, and that's the best-case scenario, obviously, getting through the Big Ten tournament. But then uh, it's, it's hard to say if this team is, is built, really, for an NCAA tournament run. Um, I haven't really watched any other conferences, but you just kind of pick up that that Union and, and uh, Denver and Harvard or whoever Penn State will end up playing is, is a little better than Penn State. So I think making it to the second round of the NCAA tournament is probably the, probably the ceiling All of right. this team. So any final things you would like to discuss before we bring our guests in? Feel free to make them wait as long as possible. I've been, I have a very comfortable couch. Uh, no. No, that's, that's it. All right, so we'll be right back. We're going to do the ad read thing here in a second, and then we're going to bring on uh, our pair of special guests. So right on. Hey, Penn Staters, we have some big news. Our friends at Total Sports Enterprises are putting on a Chris Godwin public autograph signing at the Mall at Robinson in Pittsburgh on March 25th. Godwin, of course, is one of the best receivers to ever wear the blue and white, and it's on the verge of what should be an awesome NFL career, so do not miss this. If you can't make it down, don't worry. Both mail-in and pre-sale options are available. Again, Total Sports Enterprises are putting on a public autograph signing with Chris Godwin on March 25th at the Mall at Robinson in Pittsburgh. Make sure you check it out. All right, so we are back. Uh, roar, Lions, Roar. Uh, hockey podcast, Bill DeFilbo and Doug Leeson still with you. Went out, we got a couple of special guests, a pair of uh, good dudes from the Roar Zone, uh, now former Roar Zone president, Chris Godesart. Chris, what's going on? Not a whole lot, you know, enjoying the post-snow day vibes at Penn State. So Indeed, indeed. Got up, went to class, and now I'm here. Nice, nice. Also here, uh, the now former Warzone vice president, Sam Watson. Sam, what's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. I didn't do anything the last two days. And I'm not sure you could call us special guests. We don't... We're not that special. We're not that special. We're not... Yeah, I, I we're mean, not you have come... Okay. You have come into my home. Uh, we are literally doing this in my kitchen, my 
pet fish is in the middle of all of us. So this is this is special. This, this is, is unique. Good, it's a good bond. It's, okay. it's a good bond. This, this is, this is good. the best thing that's happened to me in like two weeks. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm <laughs> hanging with Greg. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. This is actually the first time that I've met either Greg or Doug, so I'm yeah. I'm enjoying it. That's yeah. special right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, it's so. Like a fairy tale. <laughs> Well, Greg has only been with us for uh, I got him on. Sunday. But meeting the Sunday, 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 meeting the like the fish is definitely yes, yes. I would not disagree with that. So, uh, we're we're kind of doing a little bit of a debrief on uh, your time with uh, Penn State hockey uh, from uh, freshman up until running. The Roar Zone this past year, year that ended up being pretty good for Penn State hockey. So let's just get your thoughts on the season, starting with, you know, really hot start to the year, getting to the number one team in the country, uh, kind of limping to the finish line a little bit, but we were talking a bit before we went on, and it seems like you guys, uh, you, you didn't really mind that last thing, because even the fact that Penn State hockey got to this point is something that, uh, that, that you really appreciate and really made you happy. Yeah, um... I think it's definitely been an up-and-down year of sorts because, you know, coming into the year, Penn State was picked to finish fourth in the Big Ten, which we all kind of scoffed at, and now here we are, fourth in the Big Ten, so it's been quite the roller coaster. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Yeah. A little, um, a little humbling, I, I guess. It definitely was because, yeah. you know, they, they had the high of being up at number one, and then they've just been probably the best Penn State hockey team we've ever seen this season. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's been awesome to see them grow. So you really can't be disappointed because, I mean, here we are in mid-March talking about potentially making the NCAA tournament this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's hard to be upset with that, but at the same time, yeah, it's like being number one, having all that hype, and then dropping back down to earth pretty quickly. It's been tough, but at the same time, it's it's hard not to be proud of this team. Definitely. Um, And I, like, the thing for me that I will never forget the crowd for that Ohio State whiteout game, like, that was... 100% 100% the most electric building I've ever been in, in my life. And the, I don't know if you guys saw, but the like the top of the student section, the aisles were filled with people that were just standing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there yeah. were like, so many people that bought tickets that we talked to and that we didn't talk to from the bowl and like, the other areas of the arena that went and sat in the student section. So like that, it, it sucks that the way the series ended, but yeah. it definitely is a, a, a good memory and a high point. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys were kind of talking, uh, again, before we came on about a high point, and Chris, you told a, I mean, both of you told a pretty cool story about uh, the moment you guys realized that this team made it uh, to number one in the country. First off, did you guys, like, think that it was a team that could get there at really any point this season? And then, yeah, Chris, just tell the story of, like, your reaction that you uh, you just spit for us. Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good day. We'll get there in a minute. Um, coming into the year... I definitely didn't think that it was going to be a team that struggled. I thought they'd be able to at least compete for an NCAA tournament bid. And then I remember, was it Michigan State? I think they beat that weekend. And that was the weekend I realized, like, we'd been joking about, like, oh, if they become number one soon, because they were hovering up there in the rankings. And a lot of teams ahead of them or around them lost that weekend. And I said, you know, if if we win Saturday night, there's a chance that we get to number one. I didn't really think it would happen that week. Um, So then... Do you want to take this one, Sam? You're the Sabres fan. So, yeah. So, it was Martin Luther King Day. We had off no classes on that Monday. and Shout out to Martin Luther King. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And it's like two days before, I told Chris and two of his roommates that we're all like pretty good friends. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to drive up to Buffalo for Sabres Stars? It's a 
afternoon game, so we'll like we'll be back before it's super late. And they're, everyone's just like, yeah, sure, why not? And we left pretty early that morning. Not really. We didn't talk about Penn State hockey really. We were just kind of excited to see an NHL game. Yeah, and for me too, because I'm a new Sabres fan, and um, finally get everyone off my back for like jumping around and picking a team and being a real NHL fan and all stuff that people like made fun of me for. Um, so I'm excited for that. And we get to our seats in Quebec Center, and like first time that we looked at our phones in the last like two hours, and every, like everything's just blowing up. All of our all of our group chats, Twitter, everything's going crazy. I'm like, what just happened? And we looked, and the USHO poll came out, and everyone, like all four of us, sitting in our seats like 10 minutes before this NHL game is about to start, just locked into our phones, um, tweeting, like posting stuff on Instagram. And then it was like, oh, yeah, no, uh, we're at an NHL game. Uh, we should probably put our phones away and watch it. Um, but, yeah, definitely definitely a, a surreal moment and not something that I ever expected as a student section leader and a fan. So it kind of, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a pretty cool day. I mean, I think the whole thing had just dropped right before we had sat down in our seats. The poll had just been released. So we were all just going nuts, like, holy crap, we can't believe this. Penn State's number one. I made the joke later that day that we drove all the way to Buffalo to see Terry Pugula's uh, second-best mm-hmm. hockey team play. So, <laughs> yeah. No dig at the Sabres. Just saying, Penn State was number one at the time. So that was fun. But, uh, yeah, it's just been an incredible moment. Definitely, I keep saying that it's been an awesome senior year between football being in the Rose Bowl and in the Big Ten and hockey mm-hmm. getting ranked number one, hopefully. Seeing what they do this weekend. Yeah, for I'll sure. Keep going. I had a, a similar uh, experience finding out about the number one ranking because it was we didn't have school that day. Um, the usual hockey press conferences are at I think four, um, but this day it was at twelve thirty or one. So um, we were all in the press room with the team when um, one of the beat writers refreshed the page at the right time and said he he, he asked um, he asked Ricky DeRosa a question uh, who. I think he's a fifth-year senior, or he's a, he's either a senior or Richard senior. So he said, like, a second ago, um, it just came out that you're ranked number one. Did you, it, you know, what are your thoughts on this? I forgot what the exact question was. And Ricky DeRosa just, like, put his head down and was just smiling, which was very cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so I mean, kind of going off of that, like, for one of the players, like, it almost sounds like he wasn't expecting Penn State to ever get to that point. Uh, during his time here. I, I mean, I think before this season, you know, you're freshman, you're watching this team that is just not good. You're getting up sophomore, junior, and then eventually here. At any point during your four years, did you think we'd be talking about a team that, you know, was going to make it to number one in the country, uh, had a chance to compete for a tournament berth, especially when, again, you're a freshman, you're sitting uh, in Pagula, and you're watching Penn State just get housed by insert team here. Yeah. Um, I, I always go back to John Butchigrass's tweets because he said, I remember that year, he said Penn State's two to three years away from making the NCAA Yeah, tournament. that's right. And we would always like half laugh because we're like, man, like, yeah, they're going to get better and they're going to get better quick, but like, will it really happen that soon? Um, so we always kind of like put that in our back pocket, like maybe this could be the year, but at the same time, especially freshman year, I mean, the highlight of the season in Pagola was beating Michigan. Right, I think we for sure. beat them at yep. home. Yep. And then winning against them, uh, winning against them in the NCAA tournament was really nice. But I mean, aside from that, that was about it. I mean, we yeah. got the rivalry we, going with Michigan, but any other game, as long as we didn't lose by three goals, we were happy. 
So and really, like we were told by both like journalists talking about Penn State hockey in the media and people that were Penn State students that were college hockey fans, like you guys shouldn't expect to win a game for years, and there's no way you're going to beat Michigan or Minnesota or any of these any of these other teams. So for me, it was just my school has a hockey team. I'm going to go and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to cheer for them. And if we win, we win. If we lose, then like. The reality of the team is two, three years old is is understandable. Um, so, like, if if you would have gone back to freshman me and and said your senior year, Penn State hockey is going to be ranked number one, I would have been like, no, that's like that's not going to happen <laughs> because because like nothing against anyone that played for the first couple teams, but like clearly not as good as some of the teams that are ranked number one in the country. Um, <laughs> So it it's been surreal, and I think as a senior, better than anything I could have hoped for. So let's talk about the shoes team for a second. Uh, like we mentioned at the top, got off to a hot start, limped to the finish line a bit. Uh, well, like Doug has his theory that it was the schedule getting tougher. What do you guys attribute? Uh, you know, going from it seems like a lot to make the NCAA tournament to. You know they're they're playing with fire a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys attribute that to? Just from watching this team, watching how it's progressed throughout the year, all that. I mean, I definitely think the schedule theory has a lot of uh, like good points. Uh, I definitely don't think you can deny that at all because they had a pretty soft non-conference schedule. I mean, there's no, no doubt definitely. about that. Yeah. Uh, I think it it definitely didn't help that I mean now Notre Dame's gotten back up there. Michigan's definitely rebounded, but like. The big wins Penn State had at the beginning of the year were St. Lawrence, Notre Dame, and whooping Michigan on home ice. And I think all those teams ended up being a lot worse than what people expected at the start of the year. So I think that probably attributed to a bit of overhype as well. But the way this team looked, to me they really looked against, like a team. Against Michigan especially, like we embarrassed them every Every way possible that home weekend. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, going they were ranked road. at the time. Yeah, which exactly. Really helped yeah. our perception. Yeah, going on the road and whooping Notre Dame on home ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really just thought this was a team that would be able to beat anyone in the country, and I think maybe they still can, but they're not showing it with the same consistency they did at the start of the year. I don't know if that's a case of a hot team just being off for a month and not being able to regroup when they get back. I definitely think they've been dealing with some injuries that haven't helped. Some guys are trying to play through it, but. I, I I understand the schedule thing. I, the thing that's frustrated me the most is the, what, 37 days that we went from playing Michigan to oh, yeah. playing Ohio State. And, like, so that, you like, you don't go from playing your best hockey to taking a month-long break to continuing to play There's your best hockey. 11 game, 11-ish game winning streak that... Ended up having a month between games. Which, yeah, yeah, that, and it like yeah. so that that for me when I when I look back at this season, I think the thing that'll frustrate me the most is the way the that break caught the team at the worst time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I think had we had we played in a, one of the like invitational tournaments or something like that, New Year's weekend or whenever those are played, maybe. Maybe that would have helped a little bit, um, but yeah, I like it's definitely playing better talent and playing against Minnesota four times. Um, but I like for me, it's it's the thing that's frustrating is the the 
30 plus days that we went without playing a game at all. Yeah, I think definitely trying to regroup and get your game back together whenever you're playing much better competition has probably been a big challenge for the team. Because that's my biggest thing is like, yeah, I want to blame all of it on that break, but then why haven't they been able to regroup and get to that same level of dominance and consistent dominance that they were showing before Christmas break? So, yeah, it's tough. So, uh, before we get to the last question here, just look back on your four years. For you, well, outside of, you know, realizing it's the number one team in the country, especially for a lifelong Buffalo fan like you, Sam, like, what what in your four years of being, you know, in the Roar Zone, following along with Penn State Hockey, what was the high point? Oh, man. Tonight we feast on Badger. By far was the high point. Is that a poem? That's that's no. Um, so that's the tifo that we made our sophomore year. Um, nice. Is that the, the Casey Bailey season? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was like an idea that me and a couple other people stole from soccer supporter groups of like let's paint this big massive banner and drape it over our section and make fun of the other team um and i think i talked to like chris and kyle the former president over the summer before that season started like i really want to make this banner happen um and they're like okay like we trust you we think it's going to be cool but we have no idea how it's going to work and through just all kinds of crazy variables that magically came together, we pretty much surprised everyone in the building with the banner that turned the Wisconsin Badger into a roast pig and said, tonight we feast on Badger. And what happened in that game? We crushed them. <laughs> yeah, pull yeah. out the win. That was nice. I really don't know if I can pick just one moment. Like There have been so many awesome moments that we've had mm-hmm. since freshman year. I think seeing the team just grow the way it has, and I don't know if I can really pin that on one particular thing, but like just seeing them come from, I think they had eight wins our freshman year, to like what they are now, and seeing like everyone that's come with it. Like the senior class this year, that their first game was in Pagola. Seeing so many guys, those guys grow into leaders on the team and being such a huge part of what the program is now and just like setting that direction for the future. Right. They, awesome. they, they they committed thinking like, well, we're not, you know, we're not going to win games, so we're just going to lay the foundation for, you know, four years from now, we're going to, we're going to have a team that can win. And then they start They're winning. winning. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, it's so good for them. Yeah. I just, I never expected to be talking about, you know, having guys from Penn State playing in the NHL while I was a student here, having guys getting drafted. I mean, it, it's just been awesome. And I think... Uh, I just can't pick one moment out of the past four years, honestly. I wanted to pick the Minnesota game from earlier this year because that smeared out penalty shot was insane, oh, and, and then the faceoff yeah. happened, and we're just not going to talk about the rest of that. But yeah. that, was, that, was, that was probably the best like 20 seconds of, of being a Penn State fan for me, but then it was immediately gone. Yeah, yeah. it was immediately ruined. Exactly. Uh, it's like the basketball program. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, well, let's talk about the future. Uh, you yeah. guys, we won't talk about the future of the Roar Zone because I don't want you guys to get like crying on me or anything. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> I might be okay. I mean, I think I can. We we that. made it through senior weekend. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we cried the least during senior. We weekend. we definitely out of cried. Everyone else like between out of, Nick, and other students that yeah, were there. Yep. We kept it together. And like the the funny part about that is we both posted these like long goodbye monologues on Twitter. And 
We were good. Everyone, everyone read them at the same time <laughs> because we were at the senior banquet and then they like got on their phones and I'm like, wait, you posted these and you didn't, like both of you didn't tell us? And then they like, the girls on our exec board were definitely crying as they were reading them and Chris and I were just like, yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're good. Okay. <laughs> so what's so now now that we know that you're a bunch of hardened icy souls, let's talk about just the future of the program. Um, where it's gonna go from here, uh, just in the future, uh, one year, five years, whatever. Yeah, I think going forward, the goal for this program should be consistently competing for the Big Ten title, both regular season and postseason. And being able to get in NCAA tournaments to make some noise. I think, you know, yeah, you could say, you know, they need to be winning the NCAA tournament. But I think before you get there, you need to be able to dominate your own conference. You need to be able to get to that level of play where you can be considered a national power. And I think that's adding more recruits. I mean, they have the great facilities. They've been bringing in so many freshmen that have been producing so well. I, I think that, you know, they have a really good program that's set up and sustained well. I think that you guys were talking earlier about how you know, they have really good players, but they're not to the point where they're, like, going to be heading to the NHL tomorrow. I mean, for them, I hope they do, but for the program, I hope they stick around a little bit longer. So I think that's good. You know, you want to be able to have those veteran guys that have a lot of talent and keep building towards that. I, I think, ultimately, if they can do that within the next 10 years, I think you'll see them in a Frozen Four. I, I almost feel like a Frozen Four 10 years from now is like could happen sooner yeah um like i I haven't put a lot of thought into like the future of the program because we're so busy like in the now of the season of what's going on um but i i think for me it the way the recruiting level and the incoming freshman class level has climbed like crazy since the first like group of freshmen that came in um i think guys a good enough coach and recruiter to keep increasing that level of talent i think like like you said the building um speaks for itself so i i think dominating the big 10 is probably sooner than maybe some people realize um especially if like michigan's gonna keep not being as good as maybe they should be but yeah yeah for me i just want to be challenging minnesota if you can compare yourself to minnesota you can compare yourself to at least a perennial top 10 team so I think that's definitely the challenge going forward, just proving that you can compete with them for regular season and postseason Big Ten titles. Mm-hmm. But for me, the future of the program is tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. Did you think you'd be you know, saying the words Frozen Four or competing consistently with Minnesota ever in the last three years, four years, anything like that? Not as my time as a student. No, definitely not while I was a student. I definitely thought they could squeak into a tournament. Maybe by my senior year, maybe. But, like, when I was a freshman, yeah. not so I think much. the first time we got ranked kind of changed that perspective a little bit. Yeah, it was um, a big jump. But it wasn't, like, it would be, like, us squeaking in as, like, the 15 or the 16 and getting crushed by whoever the one or the two is. Right. Um, so I don't, like, I think soon we could maybe start to expect to see some, like, better conference play. Um, and that's... I'll be curious to see how recruiting continues in the next couple years yeah i think it's definitely gonna get tough i mean you have notre dame coming in next year wisconsin's on the up and up they're looking really good this season a lot sooner than a lot of people expected them to uh, to be 
Michigan's the wild card. You don't know what's going to happen with Coach Berenson there or, you know, how that team's going to be progressing forward. But, I mean, Ohio State, uh, Minnesota definitely are also going to be strong programs. So it's going to be tough, but I definitely think Penn State can do it. And I think the thing with Minnesota, too, is the regional consistency that they get with recruiting. That it's yeah. the, like, Minnesota boys playing for University of Minnesota and is it, like, the, the hotbed of the way hockey culture is. I, I can't stand... Minnesota hockey fans, um, but their like system from being a little kid to being a college hockey player works really well. Yeah, you got to respect it. Yeah. Last question: Are we getting a NHL tour game here sometime in the next five years? And who's playing? God, I hope so. I'm a huge Penguins fan. I want to see Penguins Flyers at Beaver Stadium. Yeah, we have Penguins Flyers and Sabres here. So, like, all three of the plausible teams that I suppose could play yeah. the game. I could accept and my, beloved, those teams. my beloved Devils may also play in it, but that's that's still a bit up in the air. Yeah. Uh, Devils would be interesting. Uh, sure. Like, I don't know what reason there would be for putting the Devils in Beaver Stadium. Because I like. Same. Because Bill's here, number one Devils fan. <laughs> you got to bring them so Bill can watch them yeah. play. I'd, I'd be cool with any of those combinations, though, because yeah. I think the Sabres have a really legitimate claim for trying to get in that game with everything Pagola's done for mm-hmm. you. We wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if it Definitely wasn't for not. Terry and Ken. Yeah. So. As always, thank you, Terry. And as always, thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. Thank you to Chris and Sam for lugging their stuff over to my place and to Doug for saying, hey, let's do a podcast tonight. So I think this is a, this is a good time. So again, guys, Definitely. thank you all for... Yeah coming through uh yeah so usual sign off here follow us on social media read the site buy our shirts sam describe the shirts in two words I, you're gonna need to give me a couple more go, go ahead i wore my Roland Roy shirts to the grand canyon and it was probably the best decision that i've made both because they're really comfortable and because i got to rub in the fact that ohio state blew a 21.4th quarter lead at the grand canyon <laughs> Uh, see if that's not the endorsement that you need I don't know what it is so again yeah thank you everyone for listening for Doug Lee and I'm Bill DeFilippo take care y'all